Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. So today, finally got a little bit of an update for this MLB lockout. Uh, I think we did one like a week ago, two weeks ago. There wasn't really much. We were, I would say, more discouraged, at least uh, than me and Isaac are right now. But it seems like there's a little bit of progress. Them meeting alone is is a step in the right direction, um, especially for people that are really, really hoping that we see some baseball this year and hopefully pretty early. So getting into it, I'll just go over some of the stuff that, that kind of caught my eye about this. One, there was never going to be an agreement today. So if you're just looking at it, like, did they make an agreement? No, but that was not ever expected. It's supposed to be something that's going to take some time. Um, it's very, very unlikely that spring training starts at the right time. We talked about that that last time. We even talked about there being a season less than 100 games. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe it's not that like extreme. However, for, for teams that are, like their guys are going to start reporting in February, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It does seem like that's going to be pushed back. Um, and it feels like at least the very earliest would be March when we would see people report and, and have spring training start. A um, couple other things that were talked about in I guess a little bit more in depth than in years past is the service time manipulation. So talking about additional money going to guys um, that only have like a couple years of service time that don't have that much. And also the service time manipulation, which is basically where teams do not call up their best players. So they get an extra year and they wait like a month talking about changing it up and basically not removing it. This is what was proposed to not remove it, but instead to award compensation to the teams that do not do that. So an example of this, since we're, you know, we're talking Padres most, mostly on this show, Fernando, he gets called up early, right? He gets called up. He doesn't, they don't wait a month to bring him up. Him playing really well, him finishing in, in if he finishes, I think it's like top three or if he finishes rookie of the year or whatever, if he does well enough, the team will get awarded with a draft pick. Um, there was also some talk about changing the way that international signings work. So you just don't go in out bid a bunch of teams, which I think would be good just for the landscape of the league in terms of you have a handful of teams that dominate the international signings. Now the Padres are definitely, or have been one of those in recent years, Dodgers as well. I mean, there's a handful of teams that are always out there trying to get international players. Um, this would kind of even out that, that uh, I don't know, that competition a little bit. Um, and then the final thing that I'll bring up, and then I'll let Isaac kind of get into a little bit. Universal DH is becoming more and more expected this season, which we've talked about it. We want to see that, uh, for the Padres, well, specifically for the NL, because the Padres nine spot, their their pitching has been the, like the very like one of the very very worst teams at at hitting in the nine spot. So, and then you see twenty twenty, they made a huge difference for how the lineup operated. So, very selfishly, I want to see that specifically because it would help the Padres immensely. Uh, but Isaac, what, what were the kind of some of the stuff that caught your eye? Yeah, definitely want to talk about that universal DH we saw in twenty twenty. I think. That was the most fun, even though it was only 60 games. It was a lot more fun to watch uh, watch baseball because of just that one spot being changed. It went from watching a pitcher ground out or strike out. almost. It was almost a guarantee to happen. And for the Padres, it was basically like a 99.9% .9 chance of it happening outside of you, Darvish. You would get a couple hits here and there. Um, and the Ryan Weathers home run. But other than that, there was no hitting from from our perspective, and and it was really fun to see that the DH. Um, now it also it would also uh, change how teams operate, which which is very cool, you know, because we want to see a DH in our uh, in our lineup. We've talked about Nick Castellanos. We've talked about or the other day we talked about uh, Fernando Reyes would have been able to to fill that void 
And uh, a lot of teams are going to have to go after their DHs now. Nelson Cruz is also a very good target. Um, so I think the universal DH is fun. It eliminates the whole bases loaded. Pitcher comes up, you're screwed. Um, and, and for any Padre fans, when when uh, Jace Tingler messed up and put the pitcher and the pitcher ended up being in the five hole, and the Dodgers just got to walk Jake and Manny consistently, uh, you know that's the reason we want the DH so bad. Uh, so that that definitely stands out. It, it looks like it's gonna be happening and and that'll be one of the more fun aspects of baseball uh you know there will be sluggers all throughout the lineup instead of that one big void so that should be fun um other than that you know the service time is something big that should be talked about uh the players should not be screwed over by their organizations and i think uh you know it's, it's kind of cool to to lower the the amount of time that or, or I guess reward the compensation. Like you said, they were talking about draft picks. I saw something else that they were trying to lower it from six years to five years for the free agency period. I think that's also pretty cool. Um, but or maybe just eliminate it in general is I'm sure what the players want because I think it was the owners that proposed the six to five. Um, I don't see that going away. But you know, it's a it's an entertaining thought. And um, other than that, though, there was really nothing to take away from it. Nothing happened. I didn't expect anything to happen for you know, whatever reason, I just don't think it's going to take one day. I think it's going to take a month or two to for them to come to a conclusion. I think pitchers and catchers reporting February, like Matt said, I don't think it's very likely. Um, but, you know, with the way things are going, I think 130 games, I think that should be good. I think 130 to 120. I was very optimistic with 100, but now I'm getting more optimistic since, you know, things are finally starting to kick back up. It's funny that you say that because, like, if you read the headlines, it's like the players were not impressed, right? But, like, it was so much worse, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, them just meeting alone, I think, is a big, a big step. Uh, and if you just go through and, like, you read some of the articles. I know uh, Jeff Passan posted one. Uh, we've read through that. If you just kind of go through and see some of the things, it seems like you brought up the service time going to five to four. Or, sorry, to six to five. Um, and some stuff like that where it's like, oh, the league doesn't want to do it. The players do. There's definitely a lot of areas where I think that for the for the season to start on time, the MLB is going to have to give in a little bit. And I think that right now it's like, oh, we're going to try to implement a draft lottery system to show that teams aren't tanking. Craig Stammen came out and said, like, look, that's like one of the biggest things for the player side is we don't want half the league to be having no effort in the winning, not paying guys, completely tanking because it it. It's not good for the, first of all, it's not good for the product, but it's also not good for the players. If you're a free agent and you go out there and instead of having, you know, let's say there's a guy that's a third baseman, there's 10 teams need a third baseman. Well, turns out only three of them are actually willing to sign a guy for however much money because only three of them are actually trying to compete. Like that is very, very likely in a lot of these spots where a lot of the players that have, have experienced free agency are like, look, I'm going out there and there's so many teams that just don't have any interest in trying to win. We want to see that happen. I think they're going to have to kind of improve what they're what they're offering to the players' uh, union. Like on, hey, okay, this isn't good enough. We're going to have to do X, Y, and Z to win you guys over. And I I think it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I mean, for the season, okay, if the season is not going to happen, the players are like that adamant. Like, look, if you guys do not do this, it will not happen. And they're and they're dead set on it. The league, like the owners are losing a lot more money than the individual players are. So I, I think that's something to kind of bring up in these talks. Uh, I brought up the lottery. 
kind of like, all right, is that really doing that much? Probably not. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that's just like, it seems like they're not really doing a ton. Um, so we'll see how it all goes. Um, yeah, funnel money, additional money to players with two plus years of service, award some draft picks, you know, change up the draft lottery. I, I think we are going to have to see that you're cut off of service time, service mani- manipulation, even like not necessarily banned, but even more restrictions on it than just, oh, we'll give you an additional draft pick if your player is a monster. Um, so a lot of stuff like that. Also, there was some stuff about war kind of affecting the way that players get paid, a way that rosters are con- or opening day rosters are constructed. I don't know if it's going to be that extreme with like the league taking over with you know war being the main stat. Um, but I do think them bring having some like talk about some of those ideas is a step in the right direction. So hopefully this is something where I think the season starting May will be good. What do you think? May, June? Like that's pretty solid. I think May would be great because that way, you know, it's still around 130 games, something like that. And you only lose out on a month of baseball. You know, what's a month of baseball? You could use that for spring training, you know, the months before that free agency period. So, you know, especially considering what we were all thinking, we were all thinking maybe this will be a 60-game season again. I'll gladly take 130 for sure. It's less innings that our pitchers have to pitch, that our players have to play, because let's be real, the 162-game season is is grueling. It's it's a really long season that they're playing almost every day, basically every day. So, you know, I like the 130-game idea uh, or, you know, 130 games in general. I'm glad you brought up that Craig Stammen thing, what he said, because, uh, you know, it's funny. As, as, a, as a baseball fan, as someone that, you know, always sees the Dodgers spend up, the Yankees spend up, those big market teams have a lot of money and the small market teams can't keep up. Um, I was always a fan of the salary cap. But as a Padre fan right now, uh, you know, rooting for a team that needs to get rid of some major contracts, the salary floor couldn't be any more of a blessing. It's it's really a blessing that they're that they want all these teams instead of five from each uh, each league to compete. I think that's how it should be. I don't think fans should be robbed of a good baseball experience, such as Pirates fans. Um, you know, the Rays are always a good team, but it's not like they're spending a bunch of money to go get players, and that's why their stadiums are empty. Um, but I, I really like the idea of the salary floor, uh, mainly for us to get rid of Hosmer, you know, maybe Myers, a couple of players. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm very optimistic. Not very, but I'm a little more optimistic than I was, at least. Yeah, that would be something that would be huge. Um, and we, we brought up, you know, like tanking stuff. Salary floor is definitely a way to do that. I didn't see anything about that specifically being discussed or like discussed in length. However, maybe it'll come to that. And I would love if that was the case. Um, I know that they talked about raising the luxury tax a very, very small amount. Um, I don't know if that will end up happening, but I don't know. Overall, I think it's a small step in the right direction, but we'll continue to update you guys as, as stuff comes up. Uh, but, you know, at least there's conversations being had. Seems like maybe not a full-length season, but not a a 60-game or a season that reduced is, is on the forefront. Hopefully we're right on that. Um, it's going to probably keep changing. We'll probably keep getting some more news, but – Hopefully that's the case. So we will talk to you guys later uh, tomorrow and Saturday. Going to have uh, Preller grading Preller's trades for two of the seasons coming out. And then Sunday, Isaac and Chase are going to be going live. So we will talk to you guys then, but going to take off. Let us know what you guys think. Maybe let us know what you guys think, what rules or kind of changes should be implemented uh, in this lockout and and what you kind of want to see this next season. So we'll talk to you very soon.